This is show number 249, and the angel number 249 may indicate that a project or cycle is ending, and you are asked to look to your achievements and successes. So today we celebrate success. Welcome to Love Life, featuring your host, Jane Donovan. The sun shines bright as it moves across my face. I feel the light. Today's episode being 249 has a wonderful and significant meaning for me at the moment. Love Life Tribe member Peter Lennon shared this angel number meaning with me from Joanna Wamsley's website, Sacred Scribes. Angel number 249 may indicate that a project or cycle is ending and you are asked to look to your achievements and successes. Take the lessons from the experiences and use them to your future advantage. Finish off anything left undone and fly high above the trivialities of life on wings of love. How perfect is that? I've actually decided to take a break from producing a weekly podcast over the summer months here in Australia, and I'm going to return with the Love Life show in a series rather than a weekly show. I had originally planned to stop the season one, yes, five years for a season of shows, 250. However, life in the universe has had different plans for me. So I'm going to be finishing this season on episode 249, and with this angel meaning shared with me, I really feel it's a perfect number to end on. So today's show has some of the Love Life tribe joining me to share what has been their biggest aha moments over the past five years. Let's start by hearing from Peter Lennon. Something came to to mind immediately when you you asked about this on Facebook. Yeah. The big discovery I've had since joining the Love Life I guess listening to the Love Life podcast and, and, and joining the tribe is that I don't have to agree with someone to get a lesson from what they're saying. Ah, so, nice. Yeah, so when I first started listening to – and look, I, I got onto it, you know, I don't know, through the, the, the wellness um, – Wellness couch, yeah, just, yeah, the wellness guys. The wellness couch, yeah. Yeah, and then I just started looking for others to listen to, and I found found yours, and, and I remember the first two episodes I listened to, I thought, <laughs> you guys were crazy. I'm laughing Seriously. already because, you know, many years down the line, I know that you thought, who are these two crazy witches? <laughs> oh, I did, I did, I absolutely did. But I loved you guys immediately, and I, you know, and I look back to why that is, and, and this is, this goes probably sound funny, but I reckon in, in the matter of two episodes, you were talking about your boobs and Beck was talking about, I don't know, <laughs> masturbation to get over a headache or something like that. And I thought, yes. I like these guys. I like <laughs> these guys because they're, they're real, you know. So then I had, at, at that time, I, I was kind of a, a sales trainer, a sales coach, very in the, that in the executive head. world and, and 3D world and all that sort of stuff. And I was, I was throwing that filter over it, and, and I was getting lessons for sales and selling and business development and all that sort of thing, whether I believed in what you guys were saying or not. Uh, and I remember that one episode. I used to you know, love waiting for the episode to come through each Wednesday. Aww. And the next one was on angel numbers. And I can still <laughs> – I can – 
I can see out. I can be outside my body, look down, and see my eyes rolling, thinking, <laughs> "Oh fuck! I can't believe I was waiting for this episode." And it was one of my favourite episodes, <laughs> you know. And I and I think it was that episode that made me start and think, "Okay, now you don't necessarily believe that shit." Is what I was. <laughs> Thinking yes. at that time, and look, I've I've moved a lot lot further along in you know a very short amount of time. But at that time, I thought, you know, you don't believe that crap, but you've got so much out of it. What is that? And and, and in the end, I didn't need to go to the detail of what that was, except for just to you know get the strategic look at it and go, hey, I can get some really good stuff from people I don't really actually necessarily see eye to eye with. Or, or, or believe in what they're saying, and, and, and it just, yeah, it just, it, it's really taken me into a, a new, you know, a new world, a new way of seeing things. You know, I can have conversations. I, I, I can, you know, when someone disagrees with me, I can, I can go, great, you disagree with me, and, and I honestly feel excited about that because I want to see how they see things. You know, how is it that they're seeing something that I'm not seeing? And I think it's had a, you know, amazing impact on my personal development. I love that this is your aha moment, Peter. And you know, I've just quietly been giggling in the background here the whole way through because I. <laughs> you might have to edit out some of this. No, I'm not that. editing any of it. I All think right. it's fabulous. That what I okay. First thing is okay. My job is done because my intent from day one of Love Life was to help people to grow in compassion. And compassion to me is the ability to be able to hear something different but still remain in a desire to connect. And yes. so I go, thanks, Peter, job done. See you later. Yeah, you, you know <laughs> but, what? I'm not consistent with that, though. I've got to be honest because I get caught up in Facebook conversations on, you know, it'll be about same-sex marriage, it'll be about, you know, treatment of refugees, it'll be about... Yeah, all those big ticket items, and I cannot see what the other person is saying. And okay, so I understand. I'm thinking, what's the difference? And I think it is rapport. It, it's rapport and trust and seeing the person is real, you know, so you talk about your boobs, Beck talking about, you know, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think, well, shit, if they can get on, they're, they're real people, whereas these people on Facebook's in these conversations, you know, they're not real. They're just mugs with the opposite view. You know what I mean? Yeah, I so understand. I'm, I'm not 100% consistent there. Well, it's not consistency, is it? It's probably more that you're not suffering fools or that you've got a, you've got a boundary in place of who you are prepared to give your power away to. Because when we choose to perhaps surrender to a difference of opinion, to learn something new or experience something new, we therefore are actually reducing our own power and handing it over to another. So I think it's really sensible to be cautious about who you give your power away to. But it's interesting you brought up same uh, the same gender, the yes-no vote that we've got going on at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Because when you were talking originally about, okay, so someone disagrees, I've got something to learn here, I was actually going to bring up that exact same topic because I have found it interesting as a as a same-gender rights activist for three decades, 
I actually have found it interesting to listen to people that are of no votes. And there are occasionally times that I can see through their filter why they are feeling that way. And that's okay. Yeah. But it is tough. It can be tough. And then I've been, well, anyone who follows me on Facebook will see that I've been putting up a few interesting posts of that I don't agree with. And the post yeah. I put up this morning, bearing in mind that this podcast is pre-recorded, um, I just put up one about uh, gun, oh, the guns, John the guns. Oliver. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah, I love John Oliver. Well, I, I actually was laughing at that and I wasn't intending to share it until it said that Australians are from Planet X and not yeah. humans. And I yeah. thought, how dare they? And then I went, oh, actually, well, if they're talking about me, you're probably right. I am probably from Planet X and I probably am not human. So there we go. <laughs> yeah. But it is, it is a wonderful opportunity when we can get to a point of realising that we can learn from any experience, any conversation, any connection, if we choose to. It's a mindset, isn't it? Yeah, we talk about in NLP. You know, you 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 know, you got to develop rapport first, and then you can lead for change. Because a lot of those things I thought were crap three years ago. Yes. Now I just walk around completely accepting them like I always have. Okay. Well, look, for our gorgeous listeners, I would love you to share maybe one or two examples, if they spring to mind, of where you were completely sceptical, but how now? What what is it that you've embraced, you know? Is it angel numbers? What have you embraced in our our ramblings of nearly – of well, our ramblings of five years? (laughs) Okay. So, look, angel numbers is a great one. Because, um, you, you know, um, when I listened to that podcast, you might have been talking about triple ones or, or double yes. twos or whatever the meaning was, and it didn't matter to me. I just thought, well, it's a great opportunity just to sit. Like if the number was, you know, every, you're on the right track, everything is going well for you, what, you know, whatever, I just took that as, well, it's a good opportunity to just sit back and, and have a think about your life and, and you are on the right track and just, you know, take it easy. That's cool. But now I'll see a triple number or double number and, and I'll go, oh, what's the universe trying to tell me? And that's just not the language I would have used three years ago, you know. The, the other one is, look, you know, I come from a science background. Well, actually, me too. Me too as well. I do? Both my okay. brother, Both my brother and, and father are both scientists. And so I – and that's why I actually have – in a lot of the podcasts, shared science to support some of yes, what I believe. And Dr. the reason – <laughs> Yes, exactly, yes. <laughs> and so, you know, the reason for that was to be able to explain to my beautiful brother and father what it – I, I had to argue. I had to come up with good arguments with them to try and understand my strange way of living. Yes, you know, I I have a degree in science. My sister's a science teacher and my father was a scientist as well. And so, look, I reckon three or four years ago, if you were anti-vaccine, you were a loopy, out of your, out of your head, just, you know, I, there was just no understanding that you could think that way, you know, yes. just none at all. And my views about vaccination may not have changed, mm-hmm. but now I understand these are real people. You know, I've got to, I've got to know these people, and yes. I, I, I've got insight into their, um, um, their their generosity 
and how genuine they are as people and how heart-centered they are as people. So now I can sit and look at what they're saying and, and you know, and I can see some things where they're going, well, you know, that doesn't quite fit, but I see them as real people again. And, and so, you know, I think that that whole vaccination issue is a, a big issue and this discussion's not about that, but it's just about, once again, uh, I can, you know, talk to people and see people that I may not have done before because they were so far outside my my world, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. So there's a greater sense of connection. Yeah, absolutely. You find more reasons to connect than disconnect. So you choose to be in rapport rather than out of rapport. Indeed. It's a beautiful way to finish this on, Peter. Thank you so much for sharing. All right, Jane. Thanks. The gorgeous irony of Peter sharing his entrance into Angel Numbers story is that we recorded that quite a while ago. I recently in the past week shared with Peter offline that I was struggling to try and get two episodes produced that I was happy with, episode 249 and episode 250. We were just having a text exchange back and forth. Next thing I know, my phone rings and he says, I know you're really stressed and busy at the moment, but I've got to tell you what the angels are saying about number 249. And when he read it to me, I realized I was meant to pause the show at episode 249. So isn't that gorgeous? And it just shows how far Peter has come in embracing the crazy world that I choose to live in. So I'm Catherine. I'm from the UK. So my biggest aha moment over the last five years um, has definitely been um, to start opening up and embracing and loving the divine masculine. So before I had a lot of fear Uh, around uh, men and relationships with men and giving them love. And um, I've now learned to um, not be afraid anymore. So that's, that's definitely something that has been, you know, a really big, you know, light bulb moment for me. So it's really exciting. How did that come about? What happened that made you realize you could shift in your perception of men? Well, as always, it's sort of been a combination of different things. Um, So the first one came with a very um, sort of sad moment that I'm not amazingly proud of. Uh, Me and a friend were on holiday. Uh, We were hoping to, you know, flirt with some guys. It wasn't happening. We were feeling a bit rejected. Um, So we started playing this awful, awful game where we sat in a bar And um, we pointed out guys, not all that subtly, actually, I have to say, um, and um, declared whether they were uh, mommy's boy or uh, a cheater or an asshole or, um, you know, it was it was awful. And and I, I remember getting absolutely we thought it was quite funny at the time, but it was I remember feeling very guilty and mean and judgmental afterwards and it did not make me feel good at all the the next sort of uh, incident that happened was uh, a few months after that I know I've talked about this on on podcast episode before um but I had a a beautiful um a beautiful 14 year old boy try to commit suicide by walking out in front of my car and that was the first time obviously he was fine he was absolutely fine but that was um, a, a very shocking, traumatic uh, moment for both of us. 
um it, it was a moment that we experienced together and um it was a moment for me to give this uh, male young man all the love that I could possibly give and feel so much empathy for him and his feelings um and his pain and just realize that this was a, just a beautiful soul who was in a lot of pain and needed to have uh, you know the feminine sensitivity and love that I could give so that took me a little while to get over but it gave me a lot of lessons. Do you feel that was the first time that you saw the masculine vulnerability? Absolutely beforehand they were all you know yes I'd have guy friends but most of my friends were female and um you know, I was very focused on the sort of the feminine healing energies and um, a lot of previous relationships had always been very focused on the, on the masculine shadow side and, and, and my role in those relationships was always the, the shadow feminine um, and I'd, I'd never really had a chance to see, yeah, absolutely the vulnerable side of, of them uh, and, and just literally their vulnerabilities walked right out in front of me. There's, there's no other way of the universe could not make that any clearer to me um so that was a real right okay and um it gave me a lot of food for thought and um there was a lot of emotions behind what happened I was able to move on forward and noticed a complete difference in myself and how I interacted with the men in my life and 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 men that I'd meet on nights out being a single girl and um just noticed that absolute change straight away. Um, so that was a that was a real interesting moment for me, and I think that's probably been the, the biggest change. Because when we change our mindset, mm. and we cha- we can then change our intent, and then when we change our intent, we change the energy, the energetic message that we give off, mm-hmm. which becomes our vibration. And therefore, we attract a whole different experience. So from that change, you would then start to be gathering very quickly, almost instantly, evidence of men that are able to connect with you from the divine masculine, not from the shadow masculine. And therefore, you are seeing the beauty of men and connecting with that and able to therefore feel safe feel vulnerable, feel worthy, feel deserving, feel all of those beautiful qualities that the feminine wants to fill with the masculine. Mm -hmm. Has that been your experience that happened quite quickly after the trauma of those aha moments? Um, Yeah, well, uh, as you you know, um, not long after that, so only a couple of months after that, I attracted uh, a relationship with a man so that was the first time in about three years he was uh, very focused on well he, he was he was very very much in my eyes a sort of mo- more divine masculine in uh, the respect that he was a uh, very strong protecting reliable um, honest logical problem solving uh, a builder creator uh, you know, and and um, that that came in straight away after that, and I noticed that how I was in that relationship was I became very very I was very loving and I was very I was very giving and um, very understanding. Whereas in relationships before, you know, there's a lot of I've I had jealousy, um, resentment, 
insecurities. Obviously, this relationship still taught me a lot of things. I noticed the difference in myself in terms of wanting to give and wanting to be vulnerable, be vulnerable in that relationship that I haven't been in before. Um, and it's, I don't think it's a you know coincidence at all. So Beautiful. Look, thank you so much for sharing that aha story. I also want to share that we want to thank that mean girl that sat in the pub and was mean to everyone. I've been that mean girl. And it's when we allow our behavior to get that defensive, that Mm fear-based, and we wake up in the morning thinking or feeling, I don't want to be that girl, that that's the catalyst for change. So if anyone is listening to this going, oh, I'm that mean girl or I'm that mean boy, don't be afraid of that. Own it. Don't suppress it. Own that that is how you are feeling and that is the behavior that you are not liking and mm. use that as the incentive to make change. Absolutely. Well, my, fr- my, friend, didn't, my friend didn't own it at all, um, but I know she didn't feel good. Um, but, but she very, very quickly brushed the situation off. I think I'd, I, I was quite pleased with how I was able to own it and go, okay, well, that was awful and that's not necessarily a part of me that I want to give any more energy to yeah I think I think I that 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 was another evidence for me to look back on and go that shows how far I've come through the work that I've done that I was able to go moaning that and that's okay and I'm going to use that in a positive way so it was a definitely a good lesson for me thank you so much gorgeous Catherine and thank you also as one of our administrators of the Love Life Tribe Facebook group because you hold the energy and the space for people to be able to be all that we've talked about on this show of being vulnerable, safe, playing it big, sharing their greatest aspirations and dreams, sharing their achievements, sharing their vulnerabilities, reaching out for when they need help and support and love and nurturing and a safe place to just be. And you certainly hold the energy and help that happen. So thank you so much. You're welcome. Well, I love doing it and I learn so much from everybody else there as well. So it's, it's not a job at all. It's, it's, it's what I love doing. Yeah. Hi, guys. Uh, my name is Ram, and uh, I live in Bangalore, India. I have been an avid listener of uh, Love Life podcast for the past two and a half, three years. And before even I jump into my aha moment, I have to tell you, share with everyone who's listening, how important a role Love Life has played in my own journey. So that being said, there have been a couple of very powerful aha moments. One happened very early in the pot, like in my journey about two, two and a half years ago. Uh, and then another one happened very recently about a month ago. And we are talking now September 2017. The first aha moment was even the discovery of this podcast. Okay. So I felt like I am normal. Okay. And that there is something which is given my background in advertising and marketing, this knowledge, this channeling, this spiritual content, and this empathy, you know, empathic, uh, you know, understanding was something which was so far away from my realm of being that I, when I even discovered it, I do believe that, you know, things come to you when you're ready. And this was one of those things when, uh, you know, with, I can vouch for the fact that I was ready to listen and receive this transmission. And, you know, you, the vessel has to be ready for somebody to pour stuff in. 
And I think there was so much of clearing that happened that somehow, I don't even know how I discovered this podcast, but then it did come to me when the time was right. It was one of my most challenging, darkest times of my whole healing journey. It was part of the whole, you know, um, we all go through our dark nights of the soul. And I was going through that and I listened to it and the kind of energy, see content is one thing, right? So anybody can write content, but then when it's, get infused with the right kind of intent and energy, it hits you in a much more deeper place. And that is precisely what happened. So the first aha moment was the fact that I was ready and this was something which was supposed to be heard by me. And there are people who are like me. Okay. I am not alone. So that sense of belonging was a big, big aha moment. Wonderful. I love that because so often in the dark nights of the soul, and even when we're not in dark nights of the soul, feeling alone and not understood can be really tough. So it's a really beautiful feeling to go, I'm not alone. I'm normal. That's a really big yes. aha moment. I'm great. I'm so pleased you experienced that, Ram. That's awesome. I appreciate that, Jane. And I think uh, especially if you are in careers and environments where it doesn't allow you to have this sensitivity and this kind of, uh, you know, uh, how do I say, environment. It's a godsend because you feel for the longest time you keep feeling that there's something wrong with you only to realize that, well, let me just put it this way, there's nothing wrong with you. I was going to say everybody, you know, everybody else is wrong, but that's not true. But that's my first aha moment. And the second aha moment was I think it's more of a, you know, it's kind of built up to it. It's not like a, you know, let me just put it this way. The kind of subjects that you have actually shared has all, it, it kind of, it's not isolated, right? These are all connected. These are all part of a bigger whole, right? So, and it really represents all parts of our psyche. You know, the empathy, the, the addiction, the self-love. I don't know of a single individual in this world who does not have this. They might not be aware of this. We all kind of have a little bit of all that, right? But then what really clinched me very lately was the fact that my admission to myself that I am a highly sensitive person, okay? It took me a very, very long time. So I have, I come from a, you know, a, a heritage and a background and an upbringing and at the same time, I'm astrologically Aries and Ram and I'm more, you know, all that kinds of macho, whatever stuff. But then I, in my heart, in my soul, I am an introvert. I am an HSP. At the same time, I'm very good with people. Okay. So, so it was a bit of a challenge. And I was, when I'm going through this energetic healing, I was attracting a whole lot of energy, which I wouldn't know what was going on. Right. So I realized finally that in one of those episodes that you had, I think it was how to be an empath or whatever. That's the episode. Yes, I got I got an awful lot of emails after that one. And as I said in that particular recording, that I had waited nearly five years to do that recording yep. because I knew it was going to have strong reactions with people, which it did. But somehow the universe guided me to the right timing because a lot of people were very excited and uh, there's been a lot of shifting going on as a result of being able to own that they are an empath and be able to implement tools that finesse 
their healing process, which is really exciting. So welcome to the Empath HSP Club officially then, Ram. One of the cool kids. Somebody's in your bag. (laughs) I need a I need a membership card, you know? (laughs) How cool. Oh dear, as Peter Lennon, one of our lovely Love Life listeners and also and contributors and administrators of the Facebook group, he always says, it's the cool kids club, isn't it, Jane? And I said, yeah, totally. Because we're balancing yeah. the scales of of most of us. And as I've said before, this is not at all to create an elitist sense of energy. That is not my intent. My intent, however, is to help balance the scales of every HSP or empath listening likely has spent decades feeling that they're alone, that there's something wrong with them, being shamed and feeling ashamed because of their trait. So that's why I I carry on about this being the Cool Cuts Club. Cool Kids Club. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> For me, uh, the biggest challenge has been the apparent uh, perception that I uh, I always thought that I lacked my own power because of the fact that I am an, in a sensitive person, you know, and that I am not masculine enough. Okay, that was a huge thing for me. All right, so I had to reconcile with that. And when I listened to that podcast, I think I listened to it like three times over. Wow. Right? When I li- when I listened to that podcast, everything rung true, but it actually also made me feel like I think I'm going to, it's finally time for me to see that as a greatest asset that I have ever been born with. All right. So that has been a huge aha moment. I think you're right because it takes time for you to even be prepared to say yes to who you really are, you know, and uh, the timing was perfect. So I just want to thank you and your guest, Rebecca Brown, for sharing and channeling that uh, wisdom. Thank you. Hi, I'm Linda from Tassie. And my biggest aha moment from the Love Life show, um, it feels like a really big question. (laughs) Oh, that's lovely. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Look, trying to condense it down, there's been so many. But I think the central pivot for me has just really been recognizing that I don't need to source love and satisfaction from someone outside of myself. Wow. That's a, that's a huge aha moment to have. That's really wonderful, Linda. Just like knowing that I can raise my vibration. I can trust my inner guidance team and knowing that I'm supported always and really encouraging that aspect, not only for me, but for my boys as well. So incorporating it into my parenting. It's a real game changer when you realize that the universe is a very supportive universe, that you're not alone, isn't it? It's a huge game changer. Yes, oh, absolutely. And look, I really love connecting and networking and doing things like this and jumping on Skype and I am also a fairly naturally curious person. I like to ask a lot of questions and delve into deeper conversations. And, look, that's also a really big part of the journey, but the journey is also really complex as well. So I think when I first met you, you were, like most of us, needing external validation. Mm -hmm. 
But then once you really tapped into your own ability of really, it's self-love, isn't it? Yeah. I watched you blossom and become one of the boldest <laughs> women because you now have your own podcast. Do you want to give a plug for that? So this year has been monumental really so i've launched a podcast i'm producing another i've started my own business i've just grown in leaps and bounds i've manifested things like a house and a car and um, most recently a, a package deal to a new offline dating service as well um and it just feels like i've just had such a huge year if i look back on my journey so the poetry ponderings podcast is a really massive part of that look i heard an analogy recently which said that if you're heading towards a destination and then when you get there you realize it's not what you thought it was and i feel like this is incorporated into a lot of my business journey (laughs) so my roles in business and my ideas of what I want to do has changed over this year but even though I've gone to all these different destinations I'm fed up because I've walked the path to get there. Exactly and it's the joining of the dots there are no mistakes so while we might have a desire of of a new vibration of a why vibration that we're wanting to move towards and then we get to that manifestation of that desire and find that it's not giving us the emotional state that we were desiring, it gives us the contrast. And it's that contrast that then has us finessing our manifestation. And we're constantly doing that, observing, deciding, new desire, observing, deciding, new desire. Yeah. And I find it fascinating, particularly when I do over decades of joining the dots of my own journey of what I desired and Many times I've looked back and thought, oh, well, that was a waste of time. But then later I look and realize there were skills, there were networks, there were opportunities, there were experiences Mm. that I had that actually led to where I am today in 2017. And I think that ties in beautifully with your earlier statement of, you know, feeling supported and knowing that you're not alone and that the universe is abundant in all areas and is incredibly capable of orchestrating the most elaborate scheme that we could never come up with with our own minds Yeah, exactly. to help us to manifest that which we desire. But I've also watched you push through the XY chaos, which I have referenced on many other uh, on many other podcasts. Just a very brief thing, XY chaos. X is the old way of being. It's how you've always been in that particular arena. Y is your new desire. As you're moving to the Y, the X, the subconscious, will start to keep you safe and stop you from moving to a new desire. So that's the fear that kicks in. So that chaos that happens in the middle, but I've watched you push through that on so many levels, Linda. Like you really are the role model for this. Yeah, and that actually just came up as well. So I started listening to Love Life just after escaping a very toxic relationship, which I can see now was toxic on both sides. I was very much in that victim mentality, that triangle of being the damsel in distress and, um, you know, the the villain and then trying to be the hero and then just really stuck in this triangle, this victim, victim triangle. And it's interesting because my last guest on my podcast 
actually just raised that as well. So, <laughs> um, yeah, but I was really stuck in that victim mentality on so many levels, not only in relationships but in work, in finances, in oh, – um, I, I was really – it was my default, basically, to go into the victim mentality. And I think there was an episode uh, from Victim to Victor – That actually was one of our very earlier ones. And when I teach workshops and webinars, it is still the starting point for everything, owning our own stuff. So I really encourage people. It doesn't matter whether people have been doing self-development for years, decades. It doesn't matter. At some point, we do go into a victim story. And so going back to how can you take it from the victim story to being, you know, a self-empowered story is a really empowering tool to use. Yeah, yes. You mentioned parenting, Linda. That's such an important part of life, isn't it? Absolutely, yes. And I think it really needs to be mentioned in part of my aha. So we talked together via a coaching session in setting up a sacred space for the boys and that has been so life-changing not only for them but for me and now we are doing things like lighting a candle every time we have a meal together we also have an offering bowl or offering plate on the table now so they offer a piece of their food at the start of the meal to the angels fairies gnomes gremlins and all the people that can't be with us and it's also listening to Nikki and Rebecca Brown. I've recently had some energy healing, healings, energy healings with Rebecca Brown as well for them. And it's just blown me out of the park, really, in my parenting. I have done so many uh, coaching sessions with parents about, and we've actually custom designed the sacred space for the individual child based on their needs. And it's never failed. Never, ever failed. And adding ceremony and ritual into with intent, whether it's at dinners and lighting candles, it's absolutely gold. And we've got lots of episodes that people can go through the archives and have a listen to around those topics because it is the energetic dance of life. We are all energy and our intent and creation and what we celebrate and what we give focus to grows. So I'm really thrilled that that's worked out for you. That's great. And, you know, here we are, episode 249, and, you know, the angel number reading for 249 is to celebrate the journey and the successes. So I really hope you're celebrating this because, Linda, you have just travelled so far and so fast in such a – it really is such a short period of time. Well done and kudos to you. Thank you. Thank you very much. And, yeah, especially – I mean, even in the, just in this last week, I'm now presenting a half-hour training masterclass on Friday via Facebook Live in front of hundreds of people. I'm now jumping on Facebook Lives pretty much every day and able to stand up. And two years ago, I was literally shaking in the corner. It's just, yeah, I just, <laughs> yeah. thank you. Thank you very oh, much. Oh, no, that's, that's you doing the work. You've grabbed the tools and you've had the incentive and the determination and commitment, and now you're the one that's able to go, wow, in two years, who would have thought? And yet here you are. So well done and congratulations, and you really celebrate those successes. Thank you. Hi, I'm Jason. I'm from Auckland. And my biggest aha moments from the show have been I guess the biggest one would be 
learning that shyness doesn't really exist. It's just an expression of being a highly sensitive person. And that was big for me because growing up, I was always told I didn't know what shyness was, right? I was just acting out what I thought was natural behavior. But I always told, oh, he's a shy little boy. He's a shy boy. And so I took that on and I grew up shy. But then I knew deep down I wasn't shy. It was just hard for me to express in the environments that I was in. So to learn that from the show that, no, no, shyness isn't really, it's just a label. It's your inability to balance your energy because of your HSP that other people see and cause shyness. So just, just to not have that label and to be able to get rid of that, that was, that was a pretty good, ah, right, <laughs> I'm not shy. That's awesome. Since realizing this about yourself and since having greater tools to embrace and manage the trait of highly sensitive, are you now perceived as not being as shy? Do you feel that you are able to be more extroverted? Yeah, I mean, you know, that, that, that's totally gone. I mean, people just see me as the, the guy who won't shut up about certain things now. So <laughs> maybe I've gone over to the other side, you know, to, to the other extreme. No, so, I think that's fabulous. Yeah. It's, it's that you've been able to find your voice through understanding yeah. the energy dance of being a HSP and realizing that you can be bold and that, well, that, that, that boldness of speaking up comes from having done all of the work that you've done as a result of understanding your HSP. Yeah. It's about knowing, it's about having that knowledge of why am I acting this way? And then knowing that it's not you, you're not bad, you're not this, you're not this label. And then like you said, from that space of knowledge, finding your voice and just being okay and happy and accepting that I can express myself or not, and it's okay, and just being authentic with who you really are. And yeah. Beautiful. You've also mentioned to me uh, prior to recording that you've got another aha moment you want to share. Oh, just the, the concept of soul contracts that was so random to me, you know, it was like way out there, but instead <laughs> of completely going, what a bunch of, I was like, ooh, that sounds really cool. You know, and it just took me down a rabbit hole that I really enjoy. And I like the idea, you know, it's, it, it's shown how far I've come, you know, I, I grew up a Christian and to hear something like this and just accept it and go, wow, that's awesome. I'll take that on. That's awesome. I first learned about soul contracts from Sylvia Brown. So if anybody's fascinated by that, uh, I encourage you to check out her books. She's an amazing channeled writer. And there's also go back and, and have a listen to the soul contracts episode that we did ages ago and there's another wonderful book by Dan McMillan who wrote The Peaceful Warrior he's got a book called I think it's called The Life You're Born to Lead and that is all about each individual's soul number based on your birth number he doesn't actually quite know why this works but it works and I've used that book with uh, would have to be several hundred clients actually probably even more than that now and it's never failed and in fact my young 15-year-old daughter was reading about herself last night in this book and her sole purpose and contracts at different points and challenges, what she's challenged in and what she's not. And she couldn't believe that she was reading so accurately about herself based on her birth numbers. But it was wonderful insight because in her birth numbers, she struggles with having structure, but she wants freedom. She needs structure, 
that she's desperate for freedom. So they contradict each other and that's her battle as a 15-year-old. But seeing it in writing, it was just wonderful for her to be able to just accept, okay, that's my challenge. And through that, in only a couple of hours later, I watched her embrace a structure that she was rebelling against before. So sometimes when we can understand those predetermined things within ourselves, it can really help us to just accept and not have the battle that we need to have. Mm. Yeah, I like that. And then you find that freedom to be you. Yeah, yeah which is what we all want. Any final words, Jason? No, I'm good. I'm just happy to uh, be a part of this and to have found the show. It's, you know, it's had a great impact on my life. So keep going. Don't stop. And I have to share, Gorgeous, that well, I have to share with our beautiful listeners that Jason is also one of our beautiful administrators. And I want to say thank you to you because without you administrating our website, private Facebook group, you know, it wouldn't be what it is because there are people that are posting all around the clock. And thankfully, you know, we've got you and Catherine and Peter who from diff- all from different time zones that are able to, to be there to support people when they need or you know, post encouragement and keep the group going. So thank you so much for everything that you've contributed to the Love Life Show. You're welcome. Before I head off on a summer break, I want to give you all a gift. For those of you who really want to embrace their gifts of sensitivity or those who want to learn to really manage anxiety, I'm offering the Free to Be Me online course for the next four weeks with 50% off the course. Now, you can download this course and have lifetime access, so it doesn't mean you need to do the course within the next four weeks. But to get this discount, just head to my website, which is janedonovan.com.au, and shoot me an email mentioning this episode offer. Now, that's a saving of nearly $250 Australian. And this course, I promise it will change your life, as it has mine and hundreds of other course participants. I'll also continue to keep the past 249 episodes up on the Love Life Show website where you can use the search facility that I've got there to find a past episode to support you in whatever your current situation is. And now I'm also able to open up for more one-on-one coaching appointments. And to get the ball started on having coaching with me, I'm offering a 25% discount on your first session. Again, just shoot me an email to receive the discount or head to the website. I deeply love the Love Life Tribe and I'll continue to be of service where I can be, producing content that I hope the tribe finds pleasure or guidance from. My plans at this stage are to return to the show in 2018, likely in February. I'm kind of thinking Valentine's Day may be perfect, but this will enable me to continue to produce the show long term, which my heart desires, knowing I'll be more flexible in time management than a weekly show currently allows. I'll continue to pop into the Love Life Tribe Facebook page to let you know when the new season starts and I'll also be creating new retreats, webinars and courses that I'm really excited about. And if you're in the tribe, you will be the first to know. So if you're yet to join us there, head to the private Facebook group Love Life Tribe or to the website lovelifeshow.com where the link is and I'll also pop the links in the show notes for today's episode. I also want to thank the Love Life Show patrons for their support. They've ensured that the show has continued to be produced on a weekly basis. So thank you to the You Matter Project, Greg Whiting, Belinda Price, Cecilia Fisher, Vilma Isabella, 
Helen Jackson, Catherine Hills, My Virtual Assistants, Yvette Holdsworth, Jessica Roberts, Jade Downs, Helen Vargas, Linda Bonneman, and Nikki Peep. I also want to thank the Love Life Tribe Facebook group administrators who have shared they are happy to continue to hold the space and energy of the page. So thank you to Catherine Hills, Peter Lennon, and Jason Marinovich. You heard from all three of them in today's show. And I also want to add my gratitude to Linda Bonney, who edits the Love Life show for me. So thank you again from the bottom of my soul for your ongoing support and love and the privilege of being able to deliver a weekly show to you for five years. What a journey it's been. But until next time, big squishy hugs and love from me. Life is perfect, I'm not trying, it's just happening.